bring a sword, bring a morgue, but you can't bring the truth to me. Fuck you and all your expectations. I don't even want your congratulations. I recognize your false confidence and calculated promises all in your conversation. I hate people that feel entitled. Look at me crazy cause I ain't invite you. Oh, you important, you the moral to the story. You endorsing motherfucker, I don't even like you. Corrupt a man's heart with a gift. That's how you find out who you're dealing with. A smart percentage you I'm building with. I want the credit if I'm losing or I'm winning. Oh, my mama, that's the realest shit. Welcome to the Real World on CITR 101.9 FM, broadcasting live from the unceded ancestral and traditional land of the Hunkamenum-speaking Musqueam people here on UBC Vancouver campus. I am Dora. I'm your host. Sadly, I'm without Dama, who is my traditional co-host, but her mom's in town, so I guess whatever. They can hang. Um, what's up, Vancouver? <laughs> um, this weather sucks. Um... You just heard All the Stars by Kendrick Lamar featuring SZA off of the new Black Panther album. Um, and it's that song is really the only thing keeping me going at this moment because outdoors makes me want to cry so hard. Um, I'm not, I don't enjoy this at all. But if you're listening in the car, please drive safely. <laughs> the roads are not as stable as they usually are, I'm assuming. Um, yeah, wow, what a, what a freaking day. Um, I'm from Toronto, for those of you who don't know, and I'm appalled that I have to experience this, but whatever, I look really cute today, I'm really wearing a really good outfit, um, and that's really what counts. So, <laughs> Welcome to the real world, uh, where we talk about the real world, um, like snow. No, no, the real world, as in like the film real spun. Um, so we talk about movies. Um, we're the UBC Film Society's radio show, and we try to connect with the campus clubs and organizations through film, etc., etc. Um, for those of you who don't know, and I would be quite surprised if you didn't. <clears throat> February is Black History Month um, in the U.S. and Canada, and um, the Film Society has been hosting a bunch of collaborative screenings with other um, 
Black and African-centered clubs on campus. So we did a screening with AAI, the African Awareness Initiative, and with Color Connected um, that were really spectacular. If you didn't go to them, your loss. Um, we also had um, our beer garden last Friday. Dang. Um, yeah, about a, a week ago. Um, and we did rush hour, which was really fun. Um, it's reading week here on campus, um, which is part of why Dama's mom is here. <laughs> um, but it also means that it's empty. So it's probably a good day that it's if it was going to snow this horrendously on a Friday, I'm happy that it was on a day when no one's actually coming to campus. Um, so yeah, let's get started. So how the show usually works is Dama and I each watch um, a couple films around a topic that we've determined and um, just chat about it. So I'm going to just be chatting to myself, which is fine. Um, we haven't had an episode in a really long time. So I apologize um, if you're a regular listener or a fan in any way. First of all, thank you. <laughs> Second of all, um, yeah, sorry. But we're going to be talking, or I guess I'm going to be talking. You know what? We are going to be talking. This is a conversation with you, dear listener. We're going to be talking about Angela Bassett. <sighs> it's supposed to be a crowd. I did a really bad job, but that's okay. Angela Bassett today. Woo woo woo. Um I um always forget Angela Bassett's name, which is really frustrating to me. Um Oh, I googled. I thought her um Oh, I always make sure I always want to call her Angelica Houston, which is it was not Angela Bassett. <laughs> um Angelica Houston also a really fabulous actress um who is in a lot of Wes Anderson movies but we're not talking about that today we're talking about Angela Bassett Angela Bassett is an African-American actress from the states she's been in a lot of well actually I like um I thought she'd been in a lot more films than I guess she has or a lot more high profile films that films that I guess she has um just because her name and face are really familiar to me um, but she's definitely most famous for her role as Tina Turner in What's Love Got to Do With It. I did not watch that movie this week because that um, whole story, Ike and Tina Turner, if you guys don't know, um, Tina Turner, the famous 80s icon, I love her, um, was really horribly abused by her husband Mike for a really long time at the beginning of their music career. Um, and I don't want to watch a movie about that. I think it's a really important story to tell and I think it's a really um, amazing narrative and opportunity for conversation, um, especially when it came out. But I have zero desire um, to participate in that but I've heard it's really good um I've heard it's pretty good <laughs> I told uh someone last night that I was um Mike was was maybe gonna watch it and I said that they'd heard mixed reviews about how the abuse is portrayed either they couldn't remember if it was like if it was too um like obviously staged or if it was too intense um Either way, I still didn't really want to watch it. But, cool story. <laughs> um, I watched um, a movie with Angela Bassett um, for one of our episodes, I think last year we did an episode on Spike Lee, and I watched Chirac, which is a really fabulous movie. I love that movie. Um, I didn't rewatch it because I didn't want to, like, cross-reference or kind of that felt like cheating but I do want to talk about it a little bit so Chirac is a film by Spike Lee and it's based on a Roman comedy um like ancient Roman comedy um where 
the Athenians and the Spartans, for those of you guys who don't know, the Peloponnesian War went on for years and years and years and years between Sparta and Athens. And um, it was fodder for a lot of, um, like, a lot of, like, anti-war literature came out um, in that time because it was pretty senseless. But the Romans, uh, Roman playwright, I can't remember their name, but they wrote a play set at the end of the Peloponnesian War in Athens where the Athenian women withheld sex from their husbands until they stopped fighting, until they stopped the war, which is a really, really cool story. It's a really, I mean, especially out of ancient Rome, it's like a funny way of um, putting that agency back into women's hands, um, especially in military like a military context. But Spike Lee um, adapted that story to um, be set in Chicago, um, where there's a lot of gang violence. And um, I can't, it was, but it's been a while, I can't remember who else is in it, but it was really, really spectacular when they all speak. All of the lines are in like, um, really theatrical poetic like really theatrical and poetic I guess and um Angelica Houston plays this or sorry Angela Angela Bassett <laughs> there you go yeah no Angela Bassett not Angelica Houston Angelica Houston I don't think is in that movie Angela Bassett um she plays this um kind of older black woman who convinces or like puts the idea in um the young the the main woman who's leading this charge kind of um or this movement and she kind of guides them through it I think her name might be Helen I might have made that up Miss Helen um but she is really really great in that movie it's also a really really just wonderful movie to watch um I would recommend it 100 percent um but kind of building off of my aversion to violence i.e um what's love got to do with it um for the like little um little folks (laughs) who might be listening and don't know uh what that um means like what that reference is um tina turner wrote a song called what's love got to do with it and it's really good it's a bop for sure google it if you haven't heard it although i would be really shocked if you haven't heard it it's so freaking good um but actually angela bassett was nominated i think for best actress for what's love got to do with it wow fun fact um anyway yeah so back to my version to violence um i was trying to just watch um as many Angela Bassett movies as I could um and I started watching Strange Days it was made in 1995 and it's set um December 30th and 31st of 1999 and there's all this um like anxiety and everything around the like the millennial or millennium or whatever and it it's like Ralph finds it's a kind of bizarre concept so there's this um underground market for you put like a hat on kind of <laughs> it's more like a it's like a sci-fi it's a sci-fi movie it's like a, a hairnet um kind of and you can put you can like play a little dvd and you kind of become a simulation that someone else so someone else was wearing it and they um had an experience and then they sell you their like experience I guess so it's not only like you don't just see it but you also like feel everything that the person who's wearing the hat when they um film it or record it is experiencing so it kind of starts with someone with Ralph Fiennes like in this like you don't know it's Ralph Fiennes but kind of in a simulation um of people robbing a um a a restaurant and then getting caught 
and it's really freaky. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, it kind of just like you have these like, like I, I kind of like framed it as like you have these like, um, like you're just in the person's brain. It's like you can just watch what they're doing or whatever. Um, but it's kind of like, it's, it's kind of like a weird, um, a weird message about drug use. Um, it, I, but okay. So I did not finish this movie because like 40 minutes in, um, Ralph Fiennes does a simulation of a guy who breaks into a woman's house and like rapes and murders her no thank you I did not watch it after that point I did I was like nope this is not for me um I wanted to watch because Catherine Bigelow was in it and I like Ralph Fiennes and I like Angela Bassett um but I could not and I would not um I mean cool it was a cool concept um but like no I don't want to see that even if it's just like a fake simulation or whatever um but kind of like Angela Bassett's role in that film is she plays Ralph Fiennes like friend who is a limo driver and Ralph Fiennes deals these experiences he deals these simulations um on the black market um so usually to wealthy people oh excuse me sleepy (laughs) usually the wealthy people who want to um like have an experience that they would never get to have um so a weird um really weird like comment on how folks in positions of privilege just want to experience not having privilege like there's this one scene where Ralph Reins is like selling um to a wealthy lawyer And he's like, oh, like, you want to know what it's like to, like, rob a liquor store or, like, be part of a drug deal. And it's like, what? (laughs) Like, okay, sure. Um, Like, why are you glamorizing poverty to folks who, like, I don't, it just, I I found that a little uncomfortable. But the drug use bit is um, Angela Bassett is really always really upset with Ralph Fiennes because he's essentially addicted to the simulations um, and addicted to these experiences that a he hasn't had and b um, I guess wouldn't have like couldn't have and um, she's just really like frustrated with him and doesn't let him do it in her car blah 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 so that was like a cool role at one point she kicks him out of her car and she's like I'm a single mom I have a kid you're gonna get me fired because you're essentially like using in the backseat of my car um and you can't do that um and then she forgives him which is weird um I don't know but yeah cool movie devastating (laughs) absolutely devastating um so I guess that's just like a tease of what we're going to talk about for the rest of the episode I'm going to play a couple songs and then we'll be right back so this is Sleepy by Montreal artist Dominique Filzami French um off of their new album nameless um thank you so much for tuning in to the real world on CITR 101.9 FM we'll be right back uh with more Angela Bassett I I'll be so glad when the sun goes down Grow my hair out when the sun goes. I 
bury myself in gold even if you mind me watch me while you still be minding me getting what i want that's when i get to be by my baby dream by my baby's side get to be by my baby i get to be by my baby's side how many roads you caught your string a long while so riding on the wall can't deny the truth you bring could surely break them all instead we'll meet by the riverside Yeah, I'm away by the river Cause I, I will bury myself in gold Even if you mind me Watch me while you still be minding me Getting what I want, that's when I get to be by my baby Dream by my baby's side Get to dream by my baby Get to dream by my baby's Be by my baby, I get to be by my baby's side. Be by my baby, I get to be, I get to dream by my baby, baby, baby. Who'd have thought our mind could go on stretch that far? Close your eyes and come with me, let's watch it. For us, look over for some comfort. Why the city burning down? The city burning down feels good. Meanwhile, I get to dream. Oh, my baby, I get to dream. I get to dream. Cause I, I ain't all that sleep, baby. Just wanna lie down. I ain't all that sleep, baby. Not gonna lie. I ain't all that sleep, baby. Just wanna lie down. I ain't all that sleep, baby. Not gonna lie. I ain't all that sleep, baby. I just wanna lie down. You're a member of CITR and Discorder, but are you a true friend? Get a Friends of CITR and Discorder card for $20 for discounts on Commercial Drive at Audio Pile, High Life Records, Mintage, People's Co-op Bookstore, Stormcrow Tavern, The Rio Theater, JQ Clothing Limited, and Bone Rattle Music Limited. When you were starting out as a writer, you were black, impoverished, homosexual. You must have said to yourself, gee, how disadvantaged can I get? Well, no, I thought I hit the jackpot. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> it was so outrageous, you could not go any further, you know. You had to be, so you had to find a way to use it. Curated by Barbara Chirinos in partnership with Viff Van City Theatre, the annual Black History Month film series shines a spotlight on African North American film and history. This year's program encompasses music, political protest, spiritual, emotional, enterprise, and endeavor. The centerpiece of Black History Month at Van City Theatre is the exclusive Vancouver premiere of the Academy Award-nominated documentary I Am Not Your Negro, screening from February 24th. Other highlights include Julie Dash's seminal Daughters of the Dust, the music films Molly Blues and Sign of the Times, and a new Canadian documentary about the untold history of black hockey players, Soul on Ice. I really thought you had me shook. <laughs> Mic check, one, two, one, two. Mic check, one, two, for you. Mess with the wrong one. About to tell you what's up. Yeah. Anyway. 
why you wanna go and do that, love, huh? Making things for me to watch you harder. Best believe time is ticking, patience is running. No more hoping that you'll stand tall, won't hide what's mine. Don't you know I'm not the chick for that shit? Thought you know I love, love me more than it seems was once yours, but now no more. My door is closed, hearing's impaired. Since you got scared of pairing up with me. You got scared of pairing up with me. You just gotta know you were fine. Time they took notion of the strength within yourself. Back it up and shake it on to make them lose their mind. They're well, pay no thought. Show no emotion, keep the crystals in your shell. Fuck it up. You were fine. Till they took notion of the strength within yourself. And shake it on to make them lose their mind. They're well, show no emotion, keep the crystals in your shell. Break it down. Over bob your head like Welcome back to the real world on really CITR 101.9 FM, broadcasting live from the unceded ancestral and traditional land of the Hunkaminum speaking Musqueam people here on UBC Vancouver campus. You just heard um, Fine Wine by Orbit, or off of, uh, sorry, Ronicia. Um, no, by Ronicia, off of her Orbit Thorns EP, excuse me. Um, yeah, Ronicia <clears throat> is from Montreal, or at least based there, um, and I thought that was pretty fantastic. I hope you did, too. So, today on The Real World, um, I, Dora, am alone, which is sad, but powering through, um, as I hope everyone is powering through this freaking weather. Um, sorry to bring it back up, but it's devastating. It's, like, very sad. Um, but yeah, today we're talking about Angela Bassett. So I've already touched on a few things. I mentioned um, what's love got to do with it, her like probably most n- best known uh, work. Um, came out in 1994, nominated for an Oscar for it. Did not win though, which is sad. Um, then spoke pretty briefly on Chirac, the Spike Lee film. If you haven't seen that movie, really strongly consider it. I'm not going to tell you you have to see it, but I loved it. and um then I spoke about Strange Days um 1995 film that Angela Bassett did with Ralph Fiennes directed by Catherine Bigelow that I didn't really care for I'm slowly you'd think I'd know by now but I'm slowly learning about myself that I'm not really a sci-fi person it's not really um my jam but that's okay um so I guess moving really quickly along. Oh, I do like that I kind of did these in um, chronological order, except Chirac came out in like 2016, 2017, 2016. <laughs> um, but that's whatever. I didn't watch that this week. I watched that before, so it doesn't count. Um, a movie that I did watch this week was Music of the Heart. It came out in 1999. I thought Angela was going to be way more... Um, present or prevalent or whatever excuse me sleepy (laughs) um yeah so music of the heart Meryl Streep's in that movie it's about Meryl Streep um and I didn't really like it it's a biopic that I didn't know was a biopic which was a little shocking um and there's like a 10 years later epilogue that's really long it's like 40 minutes um but whatever so premise of this movie Meryl Streep um is left tragically by her husband and she has to get a job um and this dude she starts dating knows this woman um who works as a principal in East Harlem you guessed it that's Angela wow excuse me I'm really tired (laughs) I guess we're learning so much together. Um, but yeah, so Angela is the principal at that school and Meryl goes and is like, hey, I really want a job. And she's like, I can't hire you. All you know how to do is teach violin. And you uh, also haven't really done that that much. Um, and then Meryl's like, 
wait a second and brings her two sons in and is like they can play violin and Angela's like cool teach kids how to play violin um so Meryl does and Meryl is so mean to these kids it's wild like she tells them that they are like so untalented and that like they are playing so badly their parents are gonna throw up when they hear them play which is pretty harsh Meryl wow um and there's this one scene where she's in a meeting with Angela and the mom and then and a mom and the mom is like hey my kid said you were being super mean and Meryl's like I have to teach them discipline and Angela's like maybe be nicer to the kids please and Meryl's like ugh fine and then it cuts to the class where the kids are playing like they're children they're playing violin like good for you for learning how to play violin when you've never touched it before um and she's like trying to like contain herself and like be nice and she keeps looking at the kid whose mom yelled at her and the kid is like why are you looking at me um and then one kid is like why are you being so weird like tell us we stink we stunk and she's like you didn't stink and then becky the girl whose mom complained is like be mean again this is weird and she's like okay and then is super mean like i don't get it what the heck um yeah really like excuse me real bizarre i thought but so premise of the movie uh meryl essentially goes into this east harlem school and like starts teaching kids violin and expands the program to other schools as well and then um 10 years later they lose funding which is like it happens (laughs) um and she freaked out and she like knows a bunch of famous violinists and they put on a show and that people have to pay a lot of money to go to and they made so much money they could fund it for three more years blah 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 um yeah pretty cool like cool idea there's this one also kind of like bizarre so there's this kid named naeem who is really talented and really enjoys playing violin but his mom rightfully is like you're a white person who's coming into our school and like acting as this like savior and like I don't need like I don't need my son to be taught like white folk old white folks music um when he has like a whole history that's been a race and I'd rather he spend his time learning that and Meryl's like you're ruined like you're taking so much away from Naeem it's like Meryl that's not your call to make how dare you um but then Naeem goes up throws up to play violin wow cool so yeah it's like it's a weird movie oh wow I'm so tired I'm so sorry dear listener it sucks (laughs) um I didn't really like it Angela's character is like pretty cool but um it was like very Meryl centric and I didn't really like Meryl so I wasn't that um impressed with it but then the last movie that I watched was Black Panther (laughs) yeah that movie was freaking sick if you haven't seen Black Panther yet what the heck are you doing it's great for those of you who don't know (laughs) Black Panther is the newest Marvel movie um with like an almost entirely black cast and like almost entirely black crew and it's so good oh I'm like so excited by this movie I'm yawning (laughs) um the soundtrack is really good it's not by Kendrick Lamar that's where all the stars which is the song that we opened the show with is from oh my gosh 
I could talk about this movie forever. I saw this movie with um, a GRSJ major um, who's right now writing their thesis on like trans representation in film. And they just like, we like left and they were like, wow, here's all the things that I noticed from this like very weirdly niche um, like academic background that I'm from. And I was like, yes, give me more. I love this. Um, it's about um, t- King T'Challa of Wakanda. Um, so Wakanda is this like magical place in the middle of Africa where Vibranium is from, which is like a Marvel metal, whatever. Um, and it's essentially like Africa if colonization had never happened, which is really cool. And so they're whole thing is um like really strict isolationism because they don't they're like very um like really protective of the resources and lifestyle that they have um and Michael B. Jordan plays this guy called Killmonger who's T'Challa's like long-lost cousin essentially and Michael B. Jordan is not happy um a whole part of this movie a big part of the the narrative in this movie is like Wakanda is this like black African utopia um and like black folks in the diaspora and just like around the world even like outside of Wakanda like in Africa are suffering a huge like hugely at the hand of oppressors and have been like so like taken advantage of and just like destroyed and Wakanda has done nothing Wakanda's just kind of like this African yeah like utopia where they're like oh we're doing great by ourselves and um I was reading this article about Black Panther yesterday and it made the really good point that like it's unique from pretty much every Marvel movie or every superhero movie that I've seen or that the author had seen um in that like Killmonger's right like T'Challa like is like oh yeah like that's really weird that we did that like that was really unkind of us and really irresponsible and um like really harmful and like I'm not okay with that and as king like I'm gonna try to like fix the mistakes of my ancestors um which is really cool like especially in like I think especially in the context of this film um where like I don't care (laughs) like I don't care if Captain America is like wow like I am really strong like who cares like shut up Chris Evans um but when Michael B. Jordan is like you have let so many people die and suffer because you were scared and like that's unacceptable and that's something that like not only I'm really angry about but has just really destroyed the lives of so many people um and T'Challa is just like yeah you're right like you're really right um and I was just talking to um Drew who does the show just before me um Mick and Max uh mixtape don't know if that's uh, actually the name of it but he was saying that there were also a lot of um there was like some like obama rhetoric around it as well where like there are people who so it begins it begins with the like main villain being this guy claw who's played by andy circus um and he like had entered Wakanda and stolen vibranium from them and like was making weapons and so like that's like the one example of Wakanda being like like ravaged by colonialism in like a sense and like Wakandans are so mad about it (laughs) like they've been trying to kill this guy for like decades um and they go on a mission to get claw and they fail they don't do it and this one guy is like I thought it was going to be different like your dad never caught them like I can't like so disappointed and it's like 
I, I can't, like, this was out of my control. Like, oh, like, I can't just change everything overnight. So a lot of, like, Obama, like, being in office for four years and a lot of his supporters in the second election being, like, he didn't even do that much. And it's, like, he did so, like, he did literally as much as he could. Like, I'm sorry. Which was cool. I hadn't really thought about that before. Um, but Angela Bassett plays um, the queen. So so at the beginning of the movie, T'Challa's dad, T'Chaka, dies at, like, the UN or something. <laughs> and um, so that's what T'Challa is, like, becomes king at the beginning. That's how he becomes king at the beginning of the movie, which is sad. Um, and... Angela Bassett plays his mom and she has some really beautiful white dreads in this movie which is really cool um but also in this article that I was reading yesterday it's a really good article is in the Atlantic I think if you want to google it um but and I also noticed this in as I was watching the film as well like black women are the main support and like main like force in the film so a lot of this film really calls back, I mean, kind of obviously, to the Black Panther Party, which started in Oakland um, in the 1970s, maybe 60s, um, as a form of uh, an iteration of Black liberation in the States. And um, this, like, the movie starts uh, with uh, Oakland in 1992. Um which is where Michael B. Jordan and his dad live. And, um, gosh. Oh, yeah, so the Black Party, the Black Panther Party, uh, this is just, like, a funny anecdote. I was talking to my sister about a paper that they're writing um, for, like, a Marx and Marxism class or whatever, and they're writing about the lumpen proletariat um, and how, like, the Black Panther Party... um, like the actual political party like their whole platform was essentially that like black folks in america were the lumpen proletariat and like they had to like support that community and that like demographic to like out of like extreme social and economic poverty and they were talking about this and they kept saying the black panther party the black panther party (laughs) And I, it took me way too long to realize that they were talking about the political party and not like (laughs) a party for the Black Panther release. (laughs) Like all I could think was that um, Kendrick Lamar and Top Dog Entertainment like bought out three movie theaters for kids in, um, I think it might have been Oakland, it might have been Compton, it doesn't matter, for kids to go see this movie. (laughs) And I was like, is that what they're talking about? It was not what they were talking about. (laughs) Um, But the Black Panther Party um, started off as this, yeah, like on this platform of um, kind of protectionism and like support in um, like for the cause of black liberation. And it's eventually splintered within itself um, with more radical um, members and leaders leaning more towards violence and kind of like, um, like just like interpreting a like the concept of black liberation itself and then be the um, ideology of the organization and um, the role that black women played in that party and in that process um was they were often mediators in those arguments and in those yeah just like conflicts and really perpetuated the like social support like the essential social support of the party which was like the whole point and that like T'Challa had Angela Bassett, he had his sister, he had uh, Lupita Nyong'o all supporting him and all um, making compromises with 
different groups and asking like asking for help asking for um things that the male members of the um Wakandan government like weren't willing or able to yeah just weren't doing um despite the like obvious necessity of it and that was really freaking cool um I feel like this should have just been a whole episode on Black Panther (laughs) um but yeah it was it's a really really spectacular movie uh, if you haven't seen it but just kind of like to wrap up I guess or bring it all back to Angela Bassett um her role um in these films what love got to do with it Chirac, strange days music of the heart black panther um i mean it's almost something that i find really stress frustrating excuse me in black representation in, in film is that the black characters are always like black like obviously and it's like not like of course that is something that like will inform the character and like their experiences but um like Angela Bassett in Music of the Heart is just like this like spunky black principal and in Strange Days is like a black single mom who's just scraping by um with a husband in jail uh and I mean Chirac less so but um Chirac she's like this wise old black woman who's like guiding these women um a lot of racialized stereotypes come out which are like it's always like a that's like always the catch-22 is like these are stories that need to be told and like are important but it's not like it feels quite tokenizing and maybe that is because both strange days and music of the heart were directed by white people and were in white centric leads so like ralph fines and uh what's what's her name meryl streep (laughs) um so they tried to like I guess just like have as much characterization based in stereotypical black experience as possible which makes sense but that's also like pretty unacceptable whereas like in Black Panther Angela Bassett is like a really proud queen who like doesn't who's just like politically strong and like like I'm thinking of this one scene where she goes to like their traditional enemies and asks for help and she's like like I'm not a queen like I just like need I need help like please um which is really cool and in Chirac she's again like a much more dynamic character I wonder I'm not sure who directed um what's love got to do with it um I would be surprised yeah I was gonna say I would be surprised if it was a African-American director it's a white guy his name is Brian Gibson um but <laughs> like that's still a black centric film where like the narrative is around um like like a almost fully black cast which is really cool um and kind of um like it almost makes it impossible for a tokenizing representation I mean not really (laughs) um but also the fact that it was a biopic like Tita Turner was a human being and like it's hard to um diminish and categorize a character when they were clearly an alive human which is frustrating because like 
every character should be equally considered and equally dynamic and equally comprehensive um, in a way that black characters usually aren't, especially in white-centric film. I'm going to say exclusively in white-centric film. Um, But Angela Bassett still... Like, of all of the possible narratives or narratives available to black actors and actresses in the 1990s and early 2000s and even up to, like, still up to today, um, Angela Bassett's... All the characters that I saw were empowered and independent women, which is really striking and really phenomenal and then also were usually poor women which is like very um integrated into the black experience especially in the like not like it's there's still like a hugely disproportionate um population of impoverished folks around the world are black but telling those stories and like having them on screen in like whatever a Catherine Bigelow film um is also very important um and that kind of comes with this whole push for like real stories and like the nitty-gritty instead of only like the wealthy and fabulous um but Angela Bassett I do think played a played a big role in having those stories be told and like normalizing those narratives on the big screen for mass for a mass audience which is really cool (laughs) like she is really talented um and has I think like throughout her career demonstrated and I said this for Susan Sarandon when we did an episode on her as well um although her thing was she kind of was able to just be a woman which is whatever um but Angela Bassett has consistently and I think exclusively throughout her career um performed roles that she thought were important and that were important stories to be told and also were um as dynamic as she was able to um as she had available to her which is like really unsatisfying like coming out of my mouth um but I do think Like, if you just, even just comparing Angela Bassett's career to her own career, um, like, Tina Turner is a strong, it's, like, a bad example because it's a biopic, but, um, 1995, Strange Days, um, just, like, a black limo driver mom, um, single husband in jail to, um this like black queen from Wakanda who is like compassionate um and dynamic and like whole you know um like that's like and like yeah like this movie is a like it's sensational and they it's like really fantastic but also it's a sensation like this is not a fit like Black Panther Black Panther is not a film that like people are excited about it because it's ab- like out of the ordinary but that out of the ordinary is still able to take place now like I feel like it's a real like it's just like an indication of actual progress um I don't know like if it's I don't think it's enough but it's a step which is cool um I'm actually running out of time Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you had as much fun as I did. <laughs> um, up next is Dave Radio with Radio Dave.
I'm going to play a couple more songs and then you're done with me. The first one is Favorite Color um, by a actual uh, Vancouver R&B artist named Kabazi. And then um, finally with the song Nova. I know you guys have heard it, but I'm going to do it again by Saucer Slug from Montreal off of the album Moon Phase. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, happy Black History Month. See Black Panther. <laughs> and have a really good day. Yeah, stay safe in the snow. Okay, bye. master's, MBA, or doctoral degree? Then mark Sunday, February 25th in your calendar and get over to the Vancouver Convention Center East Building for the Study and Go Abroad Fair. The best part? Admission is free. Check online at www.studyandgoabroad.com for more information. Sit back. Relax. Don't miss Jack Velvet's Suburban Jungle Show with plenty of funk, soul, surf, and more music. Wednesdays, 8 to 10 a.m. at 101.9 FM in Vancouver. Add us on Twitter at Jack Velvet Radio. Find us online at jackvelvet.net. Give me space, give me space I'll meet you later in